Hello and welcome to the heart of the matter. This is Rachel Brownlee and this is the very first episode. I am live from my front porch in beautiful Louisville, Mississippi where the birds are singing and the church bells are chiming. Today we want to discuss why, why believe? Why specifically believe in Christianity or why not? We will be having many wonderful guests on the show who will share with us their personal journey of why they came to the faith that they came to or why they rejected the faith of their fathers or how they were raised. The purpose of this podcast is to listen to people and to hear from them. There's so many people in this world who have thought, have thoughts about the afterlife. People want to know what will happen to me when I die. And none of us has experienced death. So we do have to believe something, whether we choose to believe that nothing happens after death or whether we choose to believe that there is life after death. Both require faith. So we will be discussing faith. We'll be discussing personal experiences. And I hope that it will encourage you on your journey. I hope that it will make you feel like your experiences matter. Like you matter as a listener. I'd like to start by interviewing some ministers because they've given their lives to telling others about the faith. But they're not just ministers by profession, they're also people. And so there's a reason they've chosen what they've chosen and there's a reason why they do what they do. So I'm very excited to have them as guests here and I hope that they also will feel very respected and welcomed as they join us and share with us their important perspectives. As much as I don't want to do this, I do think that it is important that I introduce myself to you as the one who's doing the interviews, and I'm very thankful that future podcasts will not be about me and my life, but How can I expect other people to share their perspectives with me if I'm not willing to do so myself? So here goes. As I mentioned, my name is Rachel Brownlee, and I am from a small town in Mississippi called Louisville. I am a white girl, and I have grown up to see that all people are so valuable um, no matter what their their race is or what their beliefs are people matter I believe that people have a soul that can never die I believe that God created us each of us with purpose I believe that Adam and Eve were the first two people on the face of the earth and that I I believe that God had fellowship with them and that he walked 
with Adam in the cool of the morning. And I think that that was a wonderful place, the Garden of Eden. But Satan was one of God's creation as well. And he tempted Eve and she decided that she knew better than to do what God had asked. And so she took of the forbidden fruit, which you've probably heard of. And because of that, because of that sin, and as she shared it with her husband and partner, Adam, and he also succumbed to disobedience, that infected our whole world with evil. Because after that, all men and women were born in sin. And the concept of sin is something that we will explore as we journey on this podcast. But these are the things that I believe. I believe that there is so much sin in my own heart. Even from a young age, I remember looking around and seeing so many wonderful people around me in the little community that I was raised in. And I noticed that they did so many good and loving things. And as I looked into my own heart, I just saw so much selfishness and anger and frustration and bitterness over little things, big things, anything. And I felt that I wasn't right. I felt that there was something inside of me that wasn't okay. Um, I wasn't the person I wanted to be. I wasn't the person I tried to be. And no matter how much effort I put into being good or being nice or being kind, I always seemed to fall flat. And I was not very impressed with my, my progress. And so I was taught that Jesus was the answer, that Jesus would save me, that he lived a righteous life, that he fulfilled all the requirements of the law, that he did everything that God was asking me to do. He did it perfectly. And so I wanted him. I wanted his perfect record. I had heard that he would trade his beautiful, perfect, spotless record with mine, with my record of disobedience and pettiness and foolishness and self-centeredness. And I certainly wanted to get rid of my record and gain his. And so I asked him into my heart that nebulous <laughs> spiritual phrasing that is um, kind of funny. I wanted to be born again. But never he never really seemed to answer me. I, I just felt like I was talking to a brick wall. I didn't have any sense of peace. I didn't have any sense of joy, of comfort. It, it didn't feel like... Even if he was real, if he, it didn't feel that he was real for me and to me. So I had a lot of despair. I had a lot of sadness. I felt the brokenness of my situation and I felt the hopelessness of not being able to fix it.
Hey, hey, I got a phone call earlier. So that ended my little story abruptly. And so here I am on the front porch again for part two. And I'm really enjoying the birds singing. So I hope that you can hear them and enjoy them with me. <laughs> um, and I promise to stop saying um so much. That is a thing that I would like to work on. <laughs> So y'all can bear with me on that one as I try to kick that bad habit. Anyway, so there I was as a 12-year-old, not not feeling heard by God and just kind of frustrated because the things that I had been told that, like, for instance, that all you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and have have faith in him and repent of your sins and he would forgive you well that just didn't seem to be my experience I didn't really feel any different even though I really did believe in Jesus Christ I believed he really was a a man a God man who came to earth with a heart for his people I did believe he lived that life. We discussed that perfect life. And so I felt like my faith was there, but I didn't feel like he was fulfilling his end of the bargain. So I kind of just got pretty frustrated. And I remember one night I was talking to my dad and my dad was somebody that I really loved and really looked up to. And the thing about my dad was that he, no matter how difficult I was being or how much I was misbehaving or being dramatic or argumentative or whatever trouble I was causing at any given moment, my dad did an amazing job of making me feel loved and accepted. And I didn't, I didn't, I had a lot of issues with accepting myself or or feeling worthy I had insecurities and so it was it was wonderful to have somebody in my life that was affirming and kind to me and I looked up to him I knew he loved the Lord a lot he loved Jesus a lot he looked to him as his only hope and that night I was talking to him and I just told him dad I don't I don't know what to do. I've I've uh, asked Jesus into my heart over and over and he has not heard me. I feel no peace. There's no this is kind of a one-way street here and I'm not getting anything back. <laughs> so, I think I might as well just live for the devil because I think one day I'm going to hell anyway, so I might as well do whatever I please on earth because you know, I'm not one of God's children and I remember him looking so distressed and I don't think he had a lot to say but he just he heard me he heard what I was saying and by the way that a quick caveat is that you know being a Christian is costly and it definitely it definitely would be easier to in some ways to live a life with no moral constraints nothing Everything free. 
do anything you want. Cheat on your husband if you want. Um, you know, steal from the government if you want. Um, you know, steal from anybody that you can. Or you know, there there are a lot of a lot of moral constraints that Jesus asks of us that that are not easy um, all the time. So so that's kind of what I was referring to when I said, look, I might as well just live for the devil, do my own thing, not, not at least not care about what God wants me to do if, if he's, if I'm not one of his children. So that was kind of a sad time, but uneventful. And not long after that, I was in my bedroom and not able to sleep. It was the middle of the night and, um, I was just mulling over all these thoughts and I was very disappointed and discouraged that the Lord would help me to believe all these things about him, but not give me a sense of forgiveness. So I was laying there, lying there and I was like, God, what do you want me to do? I will, I've asked you into my heart a million times. I've done this, I've done that. I've done everything I know to do. I was, is this some kind of formula? Do I need to clap three times and then jump? I mean, what what am I supposed to be doing here? And yeah, I finally just gave up in despair. And I had the thought, you know, there's nothing I can do to be saved. And at that moment, it was like the Holy Spirit was present with me. It was kind of one of those conversion experiences that some people talk about. Some people have, some people don't. But I felt like the room became full of light. And I felt like I was given just gift of peace and joy and a sense of forgiveness and a sense that I was indeed his child and that I would never really have to doubt his love for me again and I think that that's wonderful and that's part of my story and I think that I'm very grateful for that gift that God gave me because I think that I had other other problems that I was dealing with that were hard for me to handle and so I think that that was a sweet gift that the Lord gave me but I am hesitant and I'm not sure if I should regret you know mentioning that because not everybody gets a conversion experience even as mild as that was you know (laughs) so for those Christians who never knew a day when they didn't feel the peace and the love from the Lord or never knew a day when they didn't believe and they don't don't have a specific moment where they really felt God's love I just would want to say to to those people that it's not about a moment in time it's definitely a relationship that lasts a lifetime and I believe with all my heart that I was a Christian before I had that experience. I believe that 
the Lord had called me and he had given me the desire to to seek him and I believe that I was his I just think that I didn't have the feeling that I was his I, I believe that um he had he had brought me to himself and because I had asked I had asked Jesus to save me and I had asked for forgiveness and I think that that really is all you need to do <laughs> so I do think that as grateful as I am for that experience, I do think that I was already a believer because that's it, it doesn't take me doing anything right or me having some experience. All it takes is just confessing with my lips Jesus Christ is Lord and believing in Him, and that's it. So now, once, once someone is forgiven and redeemed everything in life changes I I lived before that experience with a sense of oppression and darkness and discouragement and I still definitely definitely face depression and discouragement not clinical depression but situational and whatnot but I have so much hope and so much joy and an eternal sense of of peace that's never going to be shaken. I I believe that no matter what happens to me in this life, that I have security in Christ. There's a verse in the Bible that says that we are now hidden with Christ in God. And I love that idea. I love being hidden. Because what what I have, what I am is is not that great. <laughs> I am 40 years old and I haven't accomplished a lot with my life. I'm a mom, which is amazing. I'm a wife. That's such a blessing. Um, so I'm not saying that I regret my life. I'm just saying I don't have a lot of <laughs> goodness to, to tout. I don't have a lot of accomplishments to to give me worth but being a child of God knowing that he loves me knowing that I'm special to him for whatever reason (laughs) is wonderful and it's it's beautiful and part of my believing in God's word you know I, I spoke earlier about I believe this I believe that but really what I was trying to say in part is that every all the beliefs that I have do stem from the Bible and from that I believe that the Bible is God's word and so I believe that that is his message to us sorry we are in Louisville Mississippi as I mentioned and there are a lot of trucks here guys this is a truck loving place (laughs) and I don't hate that so we we do live downtown so lots of vehicles lots of trucks drive by my house so it's kind of fun I want to do a podcast sometime I love I'm a rabbit trail kind of person if you haven't noticed but I want to do a podcast at some point from our little farm sitting by a brook there's this babbling brook and it's just the (laughs) the birds are singing there and the brook is trickling and it's just such a fun place so I'll just have to enjoy all kinds of different sounds if you stick with me on this podcast but I 
I just want you to know that the reason I'm doing this, the reason I'm talking to you is because, is that, pardon me, um, the reason is that Jesus is amazing. Being his child is comfort. It is, he is the balm of Gilead. He, he is what the slaves used to sing about. Um, and it is, it is oppressed people and it is, it is weak people and it is faulty people who, who, who fall to Christ. Um, I was, my grandfather would talk to me growing up and he was an atheist or an agnostic and he really did not like the idea of God and we had a lot of conversations and I'll try to share some of those with you um, in the future but one of the things that he would say about Christianity was that it was a crutch it was a crutch for weak people who couldn't handle life and they needed something to believe in and (laughs) the thing is it's it's so much worse than that it's like it's it's like it's like the Christian people in the world, they're, they're the dead people. They're the scum, the people who have no hope. The Christians, we're the ones that we're sick. We're lepers. We don't have, we don't have anything on our own. And so we, we come to Christ. We bring him nothing. He gives us everything. So I hope that as we talk more and more that you'll see the beauty of getting to be found in him and getting to have his wonderful and amazing righteousness transferred to you in place of what you bring to the table. Because if you're like me, it's, it's not pretty. Even the best things that, that I do are tainted with with pride, with desire to put, put myself first or make myself look better. I lie. I'm, I'm um, 40 years old and I, I still tell little white lies when it's convenient. And so Jesus has a lot of work to do on me. thank you for listening so far. I cannot thank you enough for your time. It means so much to me. And I wanted to share one last thing with you. I really like to sing songs and I like to write songs, but I don't play an instrument. So there's not a lot of places that I can do anything with my little songs or my little song attempts. So I just thought that to end the segment, I would go ahead and um, just sing you a little song that I wrote. And if you like it, maybe I'll do it again sometime. And if you think it's so cringy, as my kids would say, cringy, um, please let me know. And I will be um, adjusting (laughs) to your feedback. So here goes.
is my reason he is my song and i'll seek to praise him all my life long cause jesus is worthy jesus is beauty jesus is holy he is my god amen 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 Okay, that's a wrap, guys. Now for a few details about how you can contact me. I would love and be so incredibly grateful for your feedback. So you can find me via Facebook or email me at heartofthematterpodcast at outlook.com. You can also leave me a voice message on the Anchor app by searching for the Heart of the Matter podcast. And here's what I want to know. Did this bore you? (laughs) Do you have questions for me? Would you like to be interviewed or do you have a friend who would? I would absolutely love to hear from people who are Christian, people who are not Christian, atheist, agnostic, Buddhist, Hindu. I would just love to hear their stories. Um, Also, how cringy was the song? (laughs) Do you love it? Should I leave it? Um, Those are some of my questions. So please give me your feedback. Thanks, guys.